welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. Yeah. Different clothes. Yes. Not a back-to-back episode. Nope. Because why? I feel so fresh. Uh, I don't know why. The combine. Oh, right. That's In why. news. That's right. Podcast is out a day late. Not had nothing to do with the the uh, NFL uh, free agency period. Just we were busy. We had things to do. Stuff to do. Yep. Real life stuff. Yes, it happens. Not fantasy stuff. It happens every once yeah. in a while. No unicorns walking around yesterday. <laughs> so, um, it's my kind of fantasy. But last week was the NFL Combine, which was. Always fun. Always always a must-watch. Some disappointing 40 times out of those running backs, though, I must say. Right? A little disappointing times. Yeah, I mean, they, listen, I think gone are the days where these guys are going to be running, like everyone's running a 4-3. Like, there was that little zone there in the early 2000s where I don't know if it was everyone was hopped up on the same performance enhancers and they were all just running 4-3s or we just had a good crop of guys come through at that time, but... I think gone are the, those days. Well, we talked about it too. Like then there was a whole period where the whole running back got, position got devalued. Anyways, a lot of those right. guys suck balls. Right. I mean, Chris Johnson was a burner, and he was good because once he found a hole, he was gone. Yeah. I mean, that, that was his whole his whole game was seventy yard touchdown runs. Sure. Chris Johnson to bust off a seventy yard touchdown run. You're like shit. Mm-hmm. I'm losing this week. <laughs> Damn you, Speedy Gonzalez. Uh but before that, so. As you listen to today, or as this comes out today, it's NFL free agency officially begins today. So, obviously, we're going to have nothing to say about that because we are in yesterday. Right. Yeah, we're, we're actually taping this. Right. Yeah. We're in the past. Like like Marty McFly. Word to your mother. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there has already, uh, today is Wednesday, already been tons of news, notes, and signings. So, we'll touch on the things that we know so We will far. touch them ever so gently. Ooh. Ooh. Look at you, Brandon Marshall, looking all <laughs> fine over there, lined up next to o- Odell Beckham Ooh. Jr. Look at you. Well, well, well. Um, so, we'll get into that. We're going to talk some NFL Combine, and I updated my rookie rankings today. Look I have a new you. top 12. Yeah. I'm going to get your opinion on them. All right. I've already got some opinions on it. I tweeted them out, so it's old news, but... Uh, you know what they say. Opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. Everyone, even though I read about this one person once, I was born without a butthole. And most people stink. But go ahead. And they had to give him some surgery. Gross. Mm-hmm. Artificial well, I mean, you butthole. Had, yeah, you got to do something. Got to poop. Yeah, everyone poops. Everyone poops. Yep. So, let's get into it. Obviously, uh, a big note, Brandon Marshall signs with the New York Giants. Sure. For a couple of years. Apparently, didn't even have to move. Didn't have to move. Yeah. I mean, it's the same stadium, right? Yeah, it's like if you're the Rams going to the Chargers. Sure. Hey, here. Hey, here you are. I'm not moving. Here I am. So Brandon Marshall goes to the Giants. This is really good news for a lot of people here. It's good news. Really good news for Eli Manning. Sure. This guy has no excuses now. Right. Uh, It's good news for Paul Perkins and what other running back they bring into that situation. It is good news for Odell Beckham. It is good news. Okay, it's not good news for everybody. It's somewhat somewhat not good news for Sterling Shepard. Sure, I mean... But just for this year. Short term, probably, yeah. But I will say this. The New York Giants have run more three wide receiver sets than anybody in the NFL over the last two years. Ben McAdoo runs three wide receiver sets, and he does it consistently. Sterling, Sterling Sharp, it, uh, Shepard is 
he's the slot receiver anyways. Right. So um, his touchdowns will go down, but I still think he's going to catch a decent amount of catches. I think I don't think this is going to hurt Sterling Shepard as a lot of people will think. Like, oh, go buy Sterling Shepard low. If you can buy him low, I definitely recommend it. He sure. showed last year yeah. that he is a solid young receiver, and his future is bright. If anything, this really just puts more. I mean, if they can get a tight end in that situation, say they draft a good tight end in the second round as well, that offense is going to be potent. It's going to be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, look for Stillen Shepard just to have more looks to be wide open. I mean, obviously, Eli Mann already feels good with him. Right. Who are you going to double? You know, with with all three of those guys on the outside, it's hard to you know pick and choose on on every given down. Yeah. So it hurts. It hurts uh, Sterling Shepard. Um, if anything, I think it. If you're looking at touchdown production, it could hurt Odell Beckham um, if you're thinking about an aspect because now you have Brandon Marshall, this big six foot three, six foot four receiver that's a huge red zone threat now that could kind of eliminate some of Odell's touchdowns. No, yeah, you could definitely see a, a dip. I'm not sure it's going to affect his value much, at NBA, but there could be potentially a dip there. And this is all just short term. I mean, Brandon Marshall's right. not long in the tooth. So, but still, I mean, if you own Brandon Marshall, this is good news. Oh, yeah. He's this going is, to this, a good offense. Yeah, this, this is definitely, I mean, he's obviously upgrading from the Jets, I mean, who are a train wreck disaster. Yeah, and I read some stat about him about, like, how many of his balls were uncatchable. Right. And I know last year was, like, pff, like a ridiculous amount were uncatchable. Well, I mean, last year was terrible. The year before that wasn't bad. When, it was when, really good. Yeah, when Fitz was, was actually. He was top 10. Yeah, when, when Fitz was actually doing well. Fitz magic. Yeah, exactly. But last year, just, you know, everything fell off the rails, and it was terrible. And another good news for Brandon Marshall is every time he switches teams, he gets, he gets at least 1,000 yards. And he's done it often. Yeah, which so. is weird. Well, you think I think Brandon Marshall's a Hall of Fame receiver personally. Um, I think he's that good. I think he's been consistently good with different quarterbacks, different teams. Has there ever been a receiver that's changed teams so many times? Uh, not that I can remember. I don't. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's. Hey, throw him right into the Hall of Fame. Oh he, no, he definitely not. To, no. Yeah, he's not like a first ballot Hall of Fame. He, I, I, I'm not even sure if he really merits that i i think by time it's i think right now he's really really good and i think this year i think he's gonna have another good year in that system i think the giants are gonna be super bowl contenders so just if just if just miraculously they go to the super bowl maybe they even win then uh and say brandon marshall has another thousand yards this year and say he puts up another 800 and then maybe strings it out for one more year for 500 i think these numbers will be pretty close i think he's a really good receiver and you're right i mean it's really hard to make the hall of fame as a receiver and now we're gonna have a back Build of other guys too i just think he's one of the better receivers that have come around over these last 10 years i think he's terrific i definitely agree with that i'm just not sure he's hall of fame worthy okay well when i'm on the hall voting i'll make up my case for him all right um dwayne allen gets traded today yeah guy they just signed last year for a four-year contract but you're like you know what we're gonna redo jack doyle's contract Right, so yeah, Jack Doyle got signed in a three-year, you know, nineteen million dollar deal, nine and a half million guaranteed. I, I kind of, it kind of perked my attention or piqued my attention a little bit there. Not too shabby for a guy that was undrafted, right? Not too shabby, but then I was like, man, that's kind of a big commitment, for both of them. And then all of a sudden, boom, like two hours, three hours later, Dwayne Allen's getting traded to New England. So obviously, New England. You know, saw saw the Jack Doyle signing and went, ooh, somebody's available, and and went in, you know, made their move there. Yeah, and they they liked Dwayne Allen, and if any if any team you want to have a two tight end set, it's New England. Right, absolutely. Um, I like the landing spot. 
obviously he's going to fill like pretty much the exact same role as Martellus Bennett. If um, Gronk doesn't come back at the beginning of the year, he's going to be a guy you're going to plug into your lineup and play. Once Gronk's back, we'll have to see how they use him, you know, see how they use both the guys to kind of figure that one out. I'm grabbing uh, Gronk in all my MFL 10s so far. Are you? Oh, we got some news. We got to give away. We're going to give away a Dynasty Nerd shirt today. Oh. Uh, for the Nerd Herd members. I forgot and, that. Yeah. And I have some really good news for some Nerd Herd members before I get Ooh. into it. I'm announcing it again at the end of the show, but we are going to have some MFL 10s to give away. Oh. Just about, you know, about 24 of them. Whoa. That's yeah, 24. So, right. uh, yeah, stay tuned. I'll give more information at the end of the show, but we will be having for the Nerd Herd members at the end of the beginning of the next month and a month after that. Some MFL tens bucks nice. to give away. MFL ten for you, ten bucks for you, ten bucks for you, <laughs> ten bucks for you. All right. So Oprah. stay tuned to that. But yeah, so Jack Doyle goes to uh is same team. Staying staying there, yeah. Hey, Andrew Luck's pretty good, right? Not too sure. Allegedly. Shabby. Allegedly. Allegedly. So I mean he for a guy that already he was already kind of surpassing Dwayne Allen in the in the past catching. Kind role. of. Yeah, I mean he obviously did. He's um, driving Miss Daisy. Right. I mean, Dwayne now, Allen in the backseat. Now that Dwayne Allen's completely shipped out, it's obviously just going to be his his job there next year, and that's yeah. that's a good thing. You know? Do they ship they they, they ship that stuff Amazon style? Yeah. <laughs> they they signed Jack Doyle the same day shipped <laughs> Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen's like, "Well, this dude got an extension too. We both got it." Oh, whoa! I'm yep. wait a minute. I'm off to. Uh, oh, all oh, right, dude. If you're trading me two months ago, I'd have a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, base. So when I mean Jack. Dwayne Allen's got to feel good about himself, right? He's like, wow, I'm going to New England. Yeah, this is good. Absolutely, man. Gronk's for sure going to hurt his back. <laughs> I'm going to be a Super if, Bowl star. If it's not his back, it's his, his knee or his forearm or something. I'd be looking to sell both, to be honest with you, right now. like, the, I, th- I feel like the hype's good on Jack Doyle. They still might do something at tight end. It's not like his contract's like lucrative enough where you can't do something else. Um, he did put up good numbers in the beginning of the year last year, but that somewhat faded a little bit as well. I don't know. They have so much, uh, so many other needs. I think on that team that if they're going to sign this guy now, I think that he's probably going to be the guy. But it's going such for. a good tight end class. It is such a good tight. I mean, they could get, they could always pick somebody up late, but I'm not sure they're going to invest a high pick on a tight end. Bucky Hodges, in Indianapolis. I mean, Why am I whispering? I don't know. I don't know either. This is a podcast. People are trying to listen. Yeah, speak up, man. Um, Nobody can hear you. I, don't know. I, I just wouldn't be looking to. I mean, I guess Jack Doyle, if you hold, you hold. I'd I'd be testing the market just to see. Sure. Because then right. I'd rather, I'd rather, let me put it the other way, instead of the NFL draft, if I can get like a third round pick, like a, a high third round pick, and I feel like I can get one of these tight ends in this rookie draft, I might just go for a higher ceiling. Okay. I guess. Sure. Um, who else is there? Pierre Garçon. Okay. Hey, Pierre. Hey, Pete. Heard you're getting 16 mil the first year for you front-loaded son of a bee. Hey, man, not bad. So he's going, uh, looks like he's traveling west to the 49ers. Yeah, huh? Kyle Shanahan, the guru out there, he's going to do wonders with Pierre. Had some of his best years with uh, good old Kyle. Hey, man, as a guy that is is a Pierre Garçon owner, I'm I'm happy for that move. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, it's just, one of those situations you just kind of sit tight and, I mean, maybe if you... With him, if you own him in Dynasty, if you own him and you're not a, like you're a contender, so you're happy. Right, exactly. So you have him. You got to be happy. He's gonna be the number one receiver, and we know Kyle Shanahan loves to target his number one receiver. Exactly. And I think he had like 113 catches or something like that the last time when when Kyle was there. Gross. Yeah. Gross. And they bring in Brian Hoyer. Sure. So Brian Hoyer can get the job done. So I, I mean, guess I guess we can announce that one too. Yeah. It sounds like Brian Hoyer is also signing. You gotta and, remember with Brian and Hoyer, Marquise Goodwin. 
Sorry. Oh, so the 49ers and and Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk as well. So I, they're making uh, a lot of moves. Before, this, before, before saying anything else, Kyle Juszczyk. He's from our test side. He's from Medina, Ohio. Right. God bless that kid. Yep. $21 million. That's great for a fullback, man. Four yeah. years, $21 million. Dude's getting $5.2 million a year. Hey, man. God he's bless a, him. He, I mean, he's a, a heck of a lead blocker, and he, he catches, catches, ball well, he catches a ton. Of, he caught he like 78 passes or something in the past two he's years. He's one of those guys, like in, when you're in like a redraft and like you're desperate, you mm-hmm. jump on a waiver wire and grab him and hope he scores a touchdown. It, or, or a, you know, catches three passes yeah, or something like that. Yeah, he'll get you like six points. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he's he's viable in aspect, but still, God bless him. Fullback's getting five mil a year? Hey. America. Yep. God bless it. God um, bless. But going back to Pierre, like you said, this year, if you have him, you're ecstatic if you're a contender. Like I said, Kyle Shanahan likes to target his number one receiver. If you aren't a contender, you do not sell Pierre Garçon now. No. You don't. Unless the price is right. Yeah, unless then you somebody's say, Come on going now. gaga. But no, you wait until that. In season. In season. Yes. Wait to see who's making a push and, and, and then unload Pierre on him. Yeah, you hope he falls in right what you said. You hope he gets around like 98, 99 sure. catch mark. Sure. 1,200 yards. But if you're at that at like week eight, you might be able to get like a first round pick for Pierre Garcon from a contender. Right. Uh, if he puts up the numbers that we kind of think he should, again, they bring Hughes there. Really good news for Carlos Hyde. They might address the running back situation in the draft or otherwise, too, to keep that running back game going. They should be a ground and pound team. But with Brian Hoyer, who can get the job done, remember, Brian Hoyer with uh, Kyle Shanahan, when they were with the Browns, he had the Browns at seven and four. Crazy. Seven and four. They were doing good. They were doing well. And it wasn't until. The ownership had to push like Johnny Manziel, like we want to start Johnny Manziel. The Browns were seven and four, which is a miracle in itself. <laughs> and then Josh Gordon came back and threw a monkey wrench in it, and right. uh, the whole Johnny Manziel fiasco threw it. But up until that point, Brian Hoyer is playing pretty well. Um, again, that was with Kyle Shanahan. No, they still say they might get Kirk Cousins, but in the meantime, that's even better than for Pierre Garçon if they get Kirk Cousins. True statement. Um, all right, they obviously have a connection there as well. Yeah, so for a 31-year-old, 30-year-old receiver uh, in Dynasty holds little value, even if you can get a high second next year for Pierre Garçon in midseason, totally that's when you want to do yep, it. Yeah, totally it's going to be worth it. But I think you're, I think the time to sell him is going to be in season, not in the offseason. Right, and another note uh, on the 49ers is they, they just cut uh, Torrey Smith as well. So, I mean, that really clears it out. It's it's really Pierre Garçon is the only guy there right now. Yeah, that's Jeremy Curley. Right. Nobody else is there. Right. Vance McDonald. Right. See how he'll fit into Kyle Shanahan's offense. Right, I think I think it's a nice fit. Yeah, Gare Bear, it was Gare Bear with Kyle for a little while there, too. It sure was. Um. So, but again, Marquis good one. You're going to see it on Twitter a million times. Oh, he's going to do what Taylor Gabriel did. Right. Maybe I'm not sure he uh, he's not he's not the receiver that Taylor Gabriel is. I'm not a big Goodwin fan. Uh, Goodwin is yeah, he's super fast. Um, he's a go long type of guy. He'll stretch the field for sure. Yeah, he got two years eight mil. He's a nice compliment to Pierre Garçon, who who doesn't get downfield all that well. Um, but I just I don't think he's Taylor Gabriel. And they'll draft a receiver too. For, for sure. sure, for I mean, sure, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of stuff going on in San Francisco. There, they got a lot of money to spend. They have the second biggest highest salary cap. So. Uh, look for them to keep on keeping on, right? Yeah, I mean, they're making moves. They're being aggressive. It's great. The Bills signed two fullbacks today. One of them, the yeah. Falcons fullback so, is pretty good. Yeah, the Falcons guy and then uh, Tolbert, right? Yeah, and Tolbert. So yeah. great news for LaShawn McCoy. Are, is it? Yeah, dude. Why? Because Tolbert's going to steal all those touchdowns? No, he's going to be blocking for him. Tolbert's not that Dual great. Dual blockers, dude. Tolbert's not that great of a blocker. They're going to be like the pistol back there. It's going to be fullback. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Tyrod Taylor, 
It's gonna be fullback, fullback, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, right, man. One receiver. It's that's bizarre to me. It's Charles totally, Clay. You get in here and block, you turd. That's you totally bizarre. I, I think. I mean, I think Mike Tolbert is gonna. I think Mike Tolbert's gonna vulture touchdowns. I think Shady McCoy's gonna have another fantastic year. I do too. I think he's gonna get some touchdowns vultured, and it's gonna be frustrating. As a guy that owns Jonathan Stewart for like the past twenty five years, I don't want to hear Mike that, Tolbert is is frustrating. <laughs> but basically, Jonathan Stewart's still only twenty six yeah. years old. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I could see. I don't know. I think Shady McCoy is good enough. I think, I think with the blocking scheme, I think McCoy is better off to bust out some bigger runs. He'll get some. T- he'll get his touchdowns that w- way. Uh, goal line carries. Yeah, I can see that happening. Sure. But it's always. I mean, that's never been Shady's kind of forte, anyways. I mean, we've been talking for a couple of years now that he's been getting vultured at the goal line. Yeah. Um. Any other? Uh. Julius Thomas got traded last week, right? Uh. Yeah. Over to Miami. I mean, that's just like a conditional, like, or not a conditional, but like a sixth or seventh uh, round draft. Yeah, he hurt his ankle on the way over there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Vern Davis signs a three-year, fifteen million dollar contract to stay in Washington. It's a yeah. pretty good contract for him. It is. That's a really great contract for him. I mean, he was all for all intents and purposes looked like he was washed out of the league. Looked like he was just done athletically. Dude, what's and, what's looser, Jordan Reed's brain or Jenna Jameson? I I'm not gonna answer that. Okay, go on. Keep you were talking about Vernon Davis. I interrupted you with my perverted joke. That was very perverted. popped in my head real quick. Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, I can't. It's like my sex com- life. Completely lost my train of thought. I don't know why. You said Vernon Davis signed for three years, fifteen million. I said it's a really good contract for him, and you said. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I didn't get out then, I wouldn't remember it. All right, fine. To me, it was funny. I'm sure. I'm sure no one else is laughing, so I'm, let's move on. If I had a guess, there's 800 people that laughed at that. Nah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, maybe. 10%? Uh, like, I was thinking like, like 250. Like people? 250. Tops. 250 people? Tops. Dude, that's only like five now. That was a lame joke, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We can't win them all. But I mean, it was, I guess, good enough for me to lose my train of thought. Well, it's kind of that's why I'm not doing stand-up comedy right now. Obviously, hold me back. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work this stuff out here in the podcast. And then, um, so but so Vernon Davis, three years, fifteen million, good money for backup. Still has no effect on Jordan Reed. Just kind of like a safety read. Maybe they'll run two wide receiver sets, seeing that they did lose all their receivers into Sean Jackson, who's reportedly going to go possibly to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, there's been a that'd lot be of sweet. there's been a lot of chatter about him going to a bunch of places, but I think Tampa Bay is the number yeah, one. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Suitor at this point. I, I, I'm telling you, man, I like Jamison Crowder. So I, I love Jamison. Crowder. I'm buying Jamison Crowder in my MFL tens. I'm, I'm drafting Jamison Crowder. Stop whispering, no one. No, this one I don't want anybody to hear me because they're going <laughs> to MFL tens with me. Uh, I like Jameson Crowder going next year, like I, big time. I liked him coming out of the draft, and I've liked everything that he's done since. So. Yeah, so he's like, he's a sneaky guy. Would you be okay with giving up a late 17 first for Jameson Crowder? Like late, like 11-12. So you're talking a guy like Juju Smith, that category around there, uh, possibly like a Zay Jones. Even though I do like Zay Jones a lot. Mm, yeah, that's like who would you rather have, Juju Smith or uh, Jamison Crowder? I'd rather Jamison Crowder. One hundred percent. But who would you rather have, Zay Juju. Jones yeah, or Jamison Crowder? Zay Jones is kind of a different story. I know I like Jamison Crowder. I think too. I'd have to wait to see. I would have to pull that one draft day on draft day while I'm on the clock. But what if you can get Jamison Crowder for two one? Would you give up two one and three one for Jamison Crowder? Two one and yeah, yeah, me too. I think so. I would. And you probably get like a James Conner, who I like a lot. Yeah. But that's just where he's going. I'd take him higher. But 3 1 is. And like a David Yoku or Evan Ingram. Yeah, I'd take James Crowder. Yeah. Think about that, people. Go get him. 
More news and notes. More news and notes. Let's move on. Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it looks like he's going to get cut from Dallas. I mean, that's not like a big surprise. We're just kind of mentioning it because um, he's going to be out there. If you own him, you know, don't cut bait. Let's see where he shows. He's probably going to go to Denver. That'd be good he, for him. Yeah, exactly. Get a like, good three games out of him, then he breaks his back, and then they're moving on. Then Trevor Simeon, then Backstreet Boy Paxton Lynch is still like, hey, I was a, I was a first-round pick. First-rounder, guys. Do you think Paxton Lynch would be one of those guys that was a first-round pick? That's like a, He was a quarterback, first-round pick, and like you just never see him. Become um, weird, right? He's got to get a shot. He'll get a shot. He'll get a shot. But he's—I don't know about him, man. Paxton. We'll Lynch see. I mean, hopefully, he gets a chance to sit back and learn how to play quarterback a little bit better. True. True. Because he needs it. Mike Glennon reportedly going to sign with the Bears. Yeah, that's like his number one at this juncture from everything that we're that dude might hearing. Get like Fourteen mil. I mean, he's a quarterback. He's going to be a starter. So that's. 14 million is really not that much. I saw somebody tweet out saying the NFL coaches like Mike Lennon way more than Twitter likes Mike Lennon. And I was like, hey, I'm on Twitter and I don't like Mike Lennon, but I don't know anything about him. Um, I know his record's like three and nine. That's not very good. Right. I mean, hopefully not too much of that Josh McCown rubbed off on him while they were together. I mean, it's just kind of like one of those things like, is he like all hype and. No, like actual game substance. I, I don't know, man. Like, we'll this see. Is, He's got a big arm. I mean, for you know, from everything. I'm that, not in the person. I, mean, I don't like judging people. Right. But like, then I saw a picture of like just for something they had this profile picture up Mike Lennon. I'm like, that guy can't motivate me to do anything. Okay. I mean, yeah, based on the kid's look, yeah, he doesn't look like he's like a leader of men or anything like that. That's but mean to me to say. He looks young, though. I'm, I'm old. What am I talking that's about? What it, that's the thing. Like, he looks like a, a little kid. He looks like a, he's got like a very baby face. Yeah, that's like my, my seven-year-old coming down. I was like, Dad, this is Sparta. And I'm like, oh, right. kick him down a while. He's just got a baby face. Okay. So, yeah, from um, his look, I could, I could see why you'd say that. Yeah, uh, which is, as a Browns fan, I'm kind of happy about this stuff because uh, everybody signs these quarterbacks gives us a better chance to get Mitch Trubisky or Sean Watson. At number 12. At number 12. Right. Yeah, Miles Garrett, number one all the way. Sure. Um, Adam Thielen. Um, got a second-round tender. Pretty good so, for Adam Thielen. So he's going to be sticking around most likely. I don't think anyone's going to be, you know, plucking him away for a second-round draft pick. Nope. So he's him, a hold. Yep, him. Dynasty value hold, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris Thompson um, signed a second-round or got issued a second-round tender from the Redskins. Redskins as well. PPR leagues, take note. Right, absolutely. He's a nice little PPR back. Uh, Bryce Butler signed, re-signed, uh, re-upped with the Cowboys for a one-year deal. That moves his dynasty value up on my spots. What, Bryce Butler's? Yeah. I don't think it moves it anywhere. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sideways? Do, can we have, do, do we have sideways movement? Oh, look, Bryce Blunt, Butler's planking. Yep. Good for you, Bryce. Um, one, one last, one last uh, tender note. Uh, Terrence West got his original round Which tender, is third round tender. Third round tender. He's not going anywhere either. But I think it's interesting to see what they're going to do, if, if, how they approach the draft. Because again, I'm still all on a kind of Dixon bagwag. I so, so am I, and and obviously they've been coming out and saying things like, oh, you know, I I see Kenneth Dixon as um like a feature back type yeah, of guy, like developing. Me too. Into, so do I. I and I'd like to believe it, but it's like right before the draft and it's at the combine type of thing where who knows what's real and what's not like it could just be all total smokescreen hoping that one of these backs falls to them listen i like i like them so it's kind of one of those things i'm like i'm buying into it and i think i think i think terrence west compliments him very well too so we'll see i mean the draft will tell all that's what i mean 
they, they can talk all they want right now. Their actions will tell you exactly what they think. If they don't draft a running back, they think that Kenneth Dixon can be the man. If they go out and they spend a first round draft pick, they don't think that. Yeah, and, and, it's, clear, next, and it's clear. And, the, and the, so and for the next forty nine days, we're gonna basically be going and like, oh, this, this, and this, because once a draft comes, that changes everything. Right. Mo- and no, no, none more than anybody else in the running backs. Like I said, like you and I, like I, I tweet out my rankings, and somebody tweet out that's too high on Kareem Hunt for me. And again, every where I look, Kareem Hunt is going in the second round of every draft. I have him in the first round of my rankings. That's where I like Kareem Hunt. That being said. You know, with Kareem Hunt's forty time at the combine running a four six six, a little disappointing. Right. Not you know, not freaking out about it, but pretty disappointing. That being said, if Kareem Hunt, out of all those guys I have in my first round rankings, which I'll read to you here shortly, if he goes to a bad situation, well, he drops pretty significantly in my rankings. Where if somebody else goes somewhere in a good spot, like I still like Kareem Hunt's talent, but I just know it's gonna take longer for him to Go somewhere where it's needed. It depends where, where he's going to shine. Yeah, or and it's for opportunity. I mean, yeah. I love Kenneth Dixon. I think he has a great opportunity. That that depends. I like Carlos Hyde a lot next year, but all of a sudden they take Joe Mixon with the second pick in the second round. Then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, and obviously they don't like Carlos Hyde that much. Exactly. So the draft's going to change a lot for those running backs, right? And that this I mean, class, and that's a good example um, of a team to keep an eye on too, because Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he has a very specific thing he's looking for in a running back. It's not always the same as, you know, he can't just plug in any guy. He's looking for something. And if he goes out and drafts somebody, keep an eye on that because he obviously likes what he sees and that person fits his system probably better than people that are already on the roster. You know, I saw a tweet today. I'm going to save it. I'm actually going to saw it. I'm going to save it. We have a couple more guys to talk about because sure. it's, it's going to go into our, it's about Joe Mixon. Um, Bryce, uh, Kenny Stills just signed a contract. Four years, $32 million to stay in Miami. Now, I read right before the podcast started this broke, it, uh, Adam Schefter said $8 million guaranteed, but then like two minutes later, Ian Rappaport reported $20 million guaranteed. So we know now probably for sure right. what it is. You're going to look up on your phone? I'm, I'm, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to check it real fast. So uh, this sale, that's good money for Kenny Stills, first of all. Yes, it is. Two, Devontae Parker just got called out by the head coach saying this guy needs to study more. He needs to show up on time, on time. more. Yeah. A lot of... A lot of things that he said are things that you hear about players that don't like football. Right. And guys that don't like football do not last in the NFL. And I love Devontae Parker. Love him coming out of Louisville. I love his 80-inch wingspan. I like his hands. But if he doesn't like football, that's a problem. That's a problem for sure, listen, man. You can only get so far just on talent on alone. Talent alone. Yep. Jarvis Landry is a good football player. He's a PPR guy. Um I know teams were inquiring about him to the Miami Dolphins. They it was said, reported. Not they so said, fast. Eh, eh, this guy's way too good. Jarvis right. Landry's a stud muffin. Right. right. You put him in the oven, he's going to come out fresh, hot, and delicious every single time. He's going to catch you 100 footballs for the next three years easily. So, that being said, them signing Kenny Stills has to make you worried about Devontae Parker a little bit. I think his dynasty stock is plummeted at that point. Um, I still love his upside, so I'm actually going to buy Devontae Parker shares for the right price. If I get Devontae Parker for mid-second round pick in the 2017 rookie draft, I'm gambling on that. Sure. All day long. Because maybe this is going to be a wake-up call for him. Because this is it for Devontae Parker. I mean, I would I would hope. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely coming out on a make-and-break type of situation for him, especially in Miami. He might get another shot somewhere else. Yeah, but still, um, if, if that's the case, though, he doesn't like football, it doesn't matter where he gets a shot at. He'll sign for the money and then... He'll be one of those guys that never shows up regardless. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Does Leonte Carew get cut this offseason? I don't know. It sounds like they really don't like him. They traded up for this dude? Yeah, he was inactive right. for the last three games of the last year. And this was a guy who obviously showed really good at Rutgers tape. Uh, <laughs> not Rutgers tape, but that went to Rutgers. Yeah, clearly tape. To Rutgers. Yes, clearly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just like he's just, he's not for long. It doesn't yeah. seem like Adam Gase likes him. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure why. I, yeah. I haven't really pinned that down. I don't think anyone has. But His dynasty value has hit rock bottom. Yeah, Carew. Right? Yeah, big time. Like you would take a fourth round pick this year for Relante Carew. That's a possibility, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. And then, is that it? That's it? The news and notes. I think that's it on the news and notes, yep. News and notes, rookie guys here. So, Joe Mixon, six foot, three quarters, 228 pounds, ran a 4.5. Some people had him timed at four, three, like a high four, four, three was uh, yeah. the highest I saw, which is obviously way off. But I, I, I saw the average coming out. The unofficial time was four, four, six, but the official time was a four, five, which is pretty good um, for a guy his size. He had a thirty-five foot vertical jump. Thirty-five foot, holy crap! Yeah, he's pretty much Superman. <laughs> <Yeah>. leaps, <laughs> wow, leaps tall buildings in a single bound. So thirty-five inch vertical. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nine foot ten broad jump. Twenty-one in uh, bench press. Four point three short shuttle. Four point three on the on the twenty yard short. Seven point one zero three cone drill. There you go. I'm just trying to cut. Those you. are all his measurables. Um, somebody tweeted out that was at the combine. They said, "I just heard a Green Bay official saying he won't be there when we pick." Wow. So people are thinking that he's going that high in the first round. Listen, then. this guy's a fantastic running back. Yeah, he really. He's going to levy on Bell comps. Yeah. Um, I mean, he really is. He's he's just a really good running back, and uh. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I still would not. I now you see because of these Dalvin Cook numbers as we get into the uh, combine here. Uh, you know, people are like jumping ship on Dalvin Cook because of his bad combine. Uh, I tweeted out saying, "Hey, don't let th- years of tape and all the studying we do. Don't let the combine change your mind. Like right. it's not there. It's it's there. It's there to help you see like how athletic some people are and how fast they are." But it doesn't show you them in pads. It doesn't show you playing them playing football. Listen, Dalvin Cook to me. Now, I will say this. Leonard Fournette helped himself tremendously at the combine. My eyes. No, I mean, no running back that size has ever run that fast at the combine. Yeah, yeah, he came in a lot bigger than people, I think, uh, bigger than he played and and bigger than, you know, people thought he would at, at six foot 240. That's and, sick. I mean, he said he played closer to 225. That's sick. Two twenty-five. It ran a four-five. Four, it's crazy. Four, yeah, four-five-one was his official time. Leonard Fournette, and but some of the things obviously that concerned people were, was the twenty-eight point five vertical. Hey man, he's a little white. Um, he he can't jump, and he said it too. He's like, dude, I'm not a jumper. So um, and I don't care about that. He ran a four-five at two twenty-eight. It in I understand that it it and it I think. The 28 vert thing just kind of just says like, hey, maybe he doesn't have that initial burst and explosion, but but that's kind of what I saw on tape too. So this is what we talked about that, right? When I when I see these kind of things, it makes sense to me. Like, oh, he's got like great long speed, and once he gets going, he's he's really fast. But the vertical, I mean, it's an explosion type of thing, and he he doesn't explode well. And combine is good for that. It, it helps you go back to tape stuff that you. Right. Like, what did I miss in that tape? It helps right. you go back and look at other things. 
But Leonard Fournette, if anything, has shown me is like, hey, I, I was curious how fast he would run because he looked really good in open field. This is a guy that for the next couple of years should be easily a 1,500-yard running back. I mean, okay, nothing's easy about it, but he should be a 1,500-yard running back. This guy is a bruiser. Right. If you take Leonard Fournette 1-1, I've got no beef with you. None. Well, I, I think will, we've said that all along, but I think we both prefer Dalvin Cook. Because of PPR right. leagues, the way right. he catches the ball. Right. And, Joe, I will say this, though, as well. Before we had it, it was like, okay, there's a top tier here of four players. Joe Mixon is for sure now in my top tier of players. Okay. he's. I have a top group of five. Let me give you my list. I just updated my rankings before we did the podcast. Here's my top 12 rookie rankings as of this second. Tell me what you think. Okay. At number one, I got Leonard uh, at Dalvin Cook. Okay. He's 1A. Uh, he's 1A, capital A. At one lowercase a, I have Leonard Fournette. Right. Very close. No, um, you get no argument. I mean, that's fine. At number three, I still have Corey Davis. Okay. At number four, I have Joe Mixon. Okay. He, he has surplanted uh, Mike Williams, and let me tell you why. If people are wondering why, hey, why does Mike Williams get a bump? I still like Mike Williams, but Mike Williams, to me, he's not a speed guy. He's more of like, a, he's like an Alshon Jeffrey, which is really good when he's catching 1,400 yards uh, for multiple years for me. Uh, but for me, I just think those three, you said it best. You put me on, like these three down running backs are so hard to come by, and that's what Joe Mixon is. He's a true three down running back who's electric. And from all intents, I mean, he, did uh, in this pro day, and even you could see it on tape. Um, he did great catching passes. I yeah, mean, he's a, he's really good at just running running you know routes out of the backfield, catching passes. They had him line really up natural. in the slot on his pro day. Right, he was catching balls. Right. They, they said he looked. I quote: "He looked incredible catching the football." Right, which is great. I mean, um, the only I mean the guy and we we were initially supposed to be talking combine, and the guy that I came away super impressed with at the combine is another running back that was catching balls supernaturally obviously McCaffrey Christian McCaffrey just he looked it looked effortless like Dalvin Cook a guy that's pretty good at catching balls was was flubbing a couple here and there but McCaffrey it there was never even a moment where it looked like he was going to drop a ball he it just everything looked like perfect huge riser right. for me for somebody cause here's my thing with McCaffrey I had a really I was really questioning his athleticism that was my I questioned like how fast he'd be guy ran a 448 one of the best 40 times there at the combine he had the fastest three cone three drill. cone drill was ridiculous 657 657 six, is that is disgusting ridiculous his lateral the guy's agility is through the roof this guy is sick 37 and a half inch vertical 4.22 in the in the 20 yard shuttle which is a great time it goes it goes hand in hand with that 4.48 which means it's his 4.48 is not it's not a bogus thing that's a good time and then i mean 10 on the bench press that could have been better but over 10 feet in the broad jump he came he, he came out really really well yeah like it's a really guy that well. could play slot receiver that is gonna be a running back too so he again so before people were getting out on me i know mike had remember mike was arguing with us just a couple weeks ago about hey McCaffrey's too low he's my number four running right, back right so here so well he he's, oh yeah well, here, let me finish my rankings sure, sure. for you because now I mean this is adjusted for this so I put Mixon ahead of Williams what do you think about that are you uh, okay with it I'm I mean like if we were drafting right now I, you would be I, shocked the right? reason the reason that I had Joe Mixon down was because off field issues and obviously those aren't going away so I'm not sure I can really I mean 
his numbers are impressive. I, I expected him to be impressive. He's going to land uh, on a good team that needs a running back, right? So, you, we, I mean, let's face the facts. He's going to be on a good team. I dropped him because I wasn't sure where he'd, where, when and where he'd get drafted. He's not going to It the sounds round. like he's not going to get out of the second round. So, yeah, you can naturally, he's going to naturally start floating up draft boards right Okay, now. so then Williams. After Williams, now look at me. Look at me. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Then Alvin Kamara. Okay. Then O.J. Howard. Okay. I did bump Kareem Hunt down a little bit to after O.J. Howard because of his 40 time. Uh, then John Ross, which some people are like, that's too low, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. The guy ran a 4-2-2. We'll talk about him here in a second. Too. Sure. That's, that's gross, okay? Then Zay Jones, and then Nyoku. Okay. How's that sound for a top 12? I like him. I, 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 I like the fact that you push down some of the wide receivers that um, and a lot of people have up high. Because I'm not sure they're they're really worth it. Like I I don't really like Juju Smith Schuster. Um, so I'm glad that he didn't make it in your first round. I don't think I would have him in my first round. I'd I'd have probably a few guys ahead of him as well that are down lower on people's. And I love Zay Jones, man. So that's I love Zay Jones. We're gonna talk about him here in a second too. Yeah. The one the one that's the one player I still don't get that everybody has in the fourth the first round. They're taking like pick from anywhere from pick eight to pick like ten. Samaj Pirine. I don't get that either, man. I don't get that either. But hey, I mean, bulldoze at his pro day today. He looked like a really good bulldozing back, blocking back. Um, he's he's a running back, and you know, if guys think he's going to get a shot, they, it's he's going to rise up boards. So, I mean, I don't think he's a. He, I think he showed pretty well athletically. I mean, yeah, for his size. But he's he's not. But he's, he's not a, a fantasy football running back. Right. I agree with that. That's why I don't get what people don't see that. Like, he's a guy. He's, he's a like a finisher, like end of the game. He, he can just bowl dudes. Over. He's a big guy, and it seems like he need, he's going to be a guy that needs to land on a team that's willing to give him 25 carries a game in order. He's a volume back. I mean, that's, he's not going to get that. Right. Think. So, exactly. yeah. He's going to have to land in the, the perfect situation for, for it to be like a fantasy relevant, like big time back. So let's get into the combine, guys. Here now we're thirty minutes, thirty-eight minutes in. Uh, after we do the combine, we'll give away a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt for our Nerd Herd member. Remember, it only takes a dollar a month to be a Nerd Herd member, Ooh. and we got some really sweet giveaways coming up here. Surely. Um, so combine winners, obviously John Ross, Washington receiver, runs a four-two-two, has good hands, can run some routes. He's a solid little receiver. And somebody, somebody wrote me on Twitter, like, well, why is John Ross so low? And I wrote the same thing here is what I'm about to say is I think he's going to be somebody that helps an NFL team more than your fantasy team. Not saying John Ross isn't going to be good and be a stud fantasy receiver. That's my worry to him. And, that, and it's not like I don't even like John Ross. I do. But this class is deep enough where, yeah, he falls right around pick nine for me, 10. Because there is some worry. I'm not worried about O.J. Howard. No, right. I agree. At this point with the running backs, I'm not really too worried. At this point today, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, I'm not worried about those guys. John Ross, that's where some of these worries start to come in. Um, Again, Zay Jones, I have more confidence in Zay Jones as a fantasy receiver than I do John Ross. He's another guy that that made it look effortless. Just everything at the combine just looked kind of natural and... He wasn't fighting it to catch the ball or anything like that. He looked very natural catching the ball. And get this. We're talking about Zay Jones, right? Mm -hmm. Zay Jones blew. Now, this is the guy that you and I have been talking about for a month now. Right. right? I mean, ever since the Senior Bowl. Since the Senior Bowl, we've been talking about Zay Jones. That's about a month now. Sure. Zay Jones. Most people come to the combine and they're like, okay, 
you're not as tall as you were measured out. You're not as heavy as you measured out. This dude comes in. He's he he's listed before in college at six one. Dude comes in. He's six two. Sure. He's an inch bigger, and he's nineteen pounds heavier. And not only that, if you go back into our listener our pre-combine notes, we talk about Zay Jones, like, oh, speed might not be his biggest game. The guy comes in and runs a 4-4-5. Four, four, Boom. 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 And put up big, like, big-time explosion numbers to 36-and-a-half-inch thir- vertical. Yes. Over 11 foot on his broad 11 jump. 11 foot, one inch. Yeah. Um, you know, six, that was second best at the combo, combine. Six point seven nine on the three cone, which is really good. Anything, anything under seven is great. Sweet baby Jesus, this dude checks all the boxes. Four point oh one in the twenty yard, so he can get in and out of cuts. He, he I mean, in and I'm out moist. of breaks. Yeah, I'm he, moist. Settle down, Rich. Moist. He, he just he is a he's more athletic than I thought he that he was. So I love this guy. Right. I love him. I can't believe I have him down as far like. I can't believe if you made the playoffs in your dynasty league, now you're gonna get this guy, and he he might not he might not pan out, but you're talking about like a man crush in the late rounds. Like if I'm you, for example, right, and I'm sitting at twelve, I'm trying to trade up and get Zay Jones. Sure, I'm trying to move up and get this guy because this guy's a stud. Yeah, he's just one of those guys I see, like I see his floor as a wide receiver three, I see his ceiling. As a wide receiver, one. I mean, I agree with the uh, yeah. He's six two and ran a four four five. He, I I, I'm gonna end up having him above like Juju Smith Schuster. Oh I, yeah, that's I a mean, lock. Easily, I mean, I that's think, a no brainer for me. It, yeah, it's gonna be like Corey Davis, Mike Williams, <laughs> um, John Ross, and he might come in like right Ahead after John Ross. Yeah, I want right to see where he lands. Ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. We can argue right now. Zay Jones is wide receiver three in this class. I yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Right? Yeah. And it's just all these running backs and these tight ends. I mean, I, like you would take OJ Howard ahead of him, right? That talking about a good combine. That guy wrecked it. <sighs> that guy destroyed the combine. Um, he destroyed it. But his, I mean, yes. Most likely, I'll put it. Most that likely, way. it depends who your tight ends are in your league. Exactly. I, I mean, tight end. They'll always do, like be a deciding factor. Like if that's one where you don't really, because we always say. I think those two guys are close to me, and and I wouldn't have said that, um, maybe a month ago. Yeah. So that you know, I wouldn't even have thought of that a month ago. So. And we preach during your rookie draft, take best player available. Right. Don't focus on need because that's where you mess up. And maybe we haven't said it in a while because we haven't talked rookie draft in a while. But let's say this: let's let's, let's stop and do a PSA announcement here. Oh, right. if you are new to Dynasty. If you've been playing, if you're new to the podcast, well, welcome. Glad to have you aboard. Yes, sir. When you get to your rookie draft, it is ever so important. Again, I have to repeat this because people make this mistake all the time. Take the best player available. Do not draft for need. The only time you draft for need is when it's super close. Like like you said, if you have O.J. Hart and Zay Jones and they're neck and neck, right? and you have Jordan Reed or... Travis Kelsey, yeah, you take you take Zay Jones and tight end. Usually, is that one position you can afford to do that at? You know, to take best player available there. But for the most part, if you have a tier one and there's a running back there and you're good at running back and you need a receiver, but this receiver's in tier two, you still take the running back mm-hmm. because when down the road, the reason you do this is you can always you'll be able to trade that player you took for the position of need 
that will be a better player that you would have drafted in the first place. Always take the best player available. Never reach. When you reach, you set your team back. Because when you miss on first-round picks in the rookie drafts, it sets your dynasty team back. It hurts. Big time. It hurts really, really bad. Remember, this is dynasty fantasy football. The only way to build your team in a way it should be, again, the reason we run 30-man rosters and we have six-round rookie drafts is the only way to build a successful team in a real dynasty league is either via trade or through the draft. So if you're not drafting well, you can't make good trades because you don't have any good players. If you don't have the assets, yeah, you can't do And if do you don't have the assets, well, then you're not Kim Kardashian. Oh, hello. So, yes, Zay Jones, stud, John Ross, tore it up, 4-2-2, all-time record. Mm-hmm. Burner. Another guy that... Um, you mentioned Christian, Christian McCaffrey already. Christian McCaffrey obviously did really well. Um, Cooper Cup probably um, had a disappointing 40, but really... Um, all the rest of his drills were excellent. Yes, I mean all the on-field stuff. Dude, um, you look. At, you're not even looking. At, you don't even. You can't see my notes. I haven't gone over my notes for you. My notes say four six two forty. Very disappointing. But all his drills, he looked pretty good. I mean, he he did. So I mean, he's a guy that um, he's just not really athletic. He doesn't have the top ends. You know what it is? His get off was horrible. I watched. I mean, I watched his forty. He was really slow off the line. It looked like it was a slow motion get off. But after that, he was moving fine. And and he gets in and out of breaks really well. He's he's one of the best route runners in this class. And he's a guy that, for me, it didn't, it really, the 462 didn't deter me at all. If you read all these like combine win, like winners and loser articles that I read after they came out after the combine, Mr. Moscow Mule yeah. was on every single loser really? list. Every, literally, 99% losers see, list. See, those are, guys that, those are guys that didn't actually watch. They're just looking at numbers. Which is weird, because I, I mean, I, I had the same thing now. Like, he looked good in the drills to me. He looked, re- yeah, he looked really good. So He catches the ball really naturally. He's going to be a guy that, he's not going to be a guy that catches, he's not going to be averaging 20 yards a catch. He's going to get you a ton of catches, and he's going to be more like a, uh, Jarvis Landry type of guy. Which is great. Which is a great football. for PPR, yeah. I mean... A guy that you can get in the second round ready. that's going to have really good... I, again, where we talk about guys that don't... They help their NFL team more than their fantasy team. Cooper Cup, Mr. Moscow Mule himself, is going to be one of those guys that help your fantasy team. I, I, most likely. I'm still buying uh, Moscow in the second round. I would love... If, if I'm sitting there in the second round and I get Cooper Cup, I'm feeling great about myself. Okay. Um, another good combine. I know we haven't done a receiver show yet, but Chris Godwin from Penn State. Yep. Um, you know, Mr. Guy had a huge Rose Bowl uh sure. versus USC. Six one two oh nine ran a four four two. Yeah, big time, man. That's pretty damn good. Thirty six inch vertical. Um, I know we had a four flat short shuttle, which was the fastest of the receivers. He really helped his stock at the combine, Chris Godwin. Um, he had a, a seven point oh one in, in the three cone as well, and then over, you know ten and a half feet in the in the broad jump. He had a, he had a nice combine. He had yeah. a really nice combine, and he's one of those guys that helped the stock a little bit. Real interesting dynasty prospect. Um, I haven't really mentioned his name much. Certainly a second round pick, but his stock's gonna go up. Opportunities there, maybe like an under radar receiver that kind of falls in the second round. There's always that receiver that goes in the second round of your uh, rookie draft and turns out to be pretty solid, like a high-end wide receiver three to a low-end wide receiver two. That could be Chris Godwin. So, um, absolutely. Um, to touch on an earlier note, I am getting confirmation that Kenny Stills received 
twenty million in guarantees. Damn. So dude's getting paid. He's staying around for that four year deal, most likely. I mean, yeah. It's pretty much a guaranteed contract almost. You yeah. said it's, a, it's three years guaranteed, essentially. Right. It's it's a four year deal, thirty two million total, twenty of it guaranteed. So yeah. he'll he's he's gonna be there for most of that. Nice. Um so Chris Godwin, nice combine. Keep your eyes on him. Let's see where he's gonna go. Could now find himself in the second round of a uh, NFL draft, possibly. Maybe I still see him kind of a third. I was going to say he feels more like a third round NFL draft pick to me, but um, you know, whatever, okay. third fourth rounder. Alvin Kamara had a nice combine. He did ran yeah. a four five six. Sure, showed really good catching ability. Um, what I heard about him coming out of the combine was he had really really good meetings with the coaches. They said he came out with a really good football IQ. Said he understood blocking schemes and pass protection really well. And for a guy that we look love his catching ability as right. his, That's he, huge. Yeah. In in uh, the combine, he was playing some slot receiver at the combine. He was catching the ball he, really, really well. He caught the ball really well. At so yep. if Alvin Kamara can pass protect, look out. I mean, he again, he kind of reminds me of the situation. Here's, the, here's what he reminds me of. Ready? LaShawn McCoy. You remember the year... Uh, of his LaShawn McCoy's rookie draft. All the hype was kind of like right now we have three backs. Right. Now, these guys are all better than these three backs, but you know, right now it's Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. At the time, it was Sean Moreno, Beanie Wells, and uh, oh, for the Colts. Um, Brown, Donald Brown. Yep. Donald Brown. Uh, and that was the hype was. I mean, I remember Yo Zip took Donald Brown number one overall. Like, what the hell are you doing? And then we like Chris Wells was the man, and No. Sean Moreno for the Broncos was the man. Sure, sure. And here it is, uh, McCoy went after Crabtree even as well. And who's the best running back? Of all of them, McCoy. By Kamara, by far, and and you know what? He had a he had a big he had something happen where he got like sick or something right before the combine. Too lost a bunch of weight. Didn't didn't like perform all that well. He lost like a ton of weight right before the combine, and and I think that affected his value a little bit too. But. I, Kamara oppositely has, has performed well. And he's somebody like Kamara's been somebody that we've been on right around the middle of the first round since we did our way too early rookie mock, like right after the season. So it's kind of good to see him staying kind of put right where he is. Um I still have him in my, my rankings right around six, seven. Although, <laughs> right like, after Mc, I had him, I had him above McCaffrey before the combine. Now I have him directly right behind McCaffrey. That I, I had him behind, and I still have him behind. Yeah, but right there, right I mean, there. They're, they're yep. butt to butt. They're uh, they're uh, not butt to butt. Hand in hand. Hand in hand. It's way better than butt to butt. Yes, it is. Doing the butt. Ow. <laughs> so Alvin Kamara, good combine, good mental aspect of it. Uh, Evan Ingram, tight end, Ole Miss, six foot three, ridiculous. We talked about him. He's not really a tight end. He's a he's a receiving. Uh, he's a big he's a big receiver. Yeah, and his four point four two in the forty was the fastest of all. It, I mean that 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 tells you all. You, I mean, comes the in dude a, is six foot three, two hundred thirty two pounds, and he ran a four four two. Right, that is freaky. It's it's ridiculous, and all his other numbers are great too. His three cone was under seven, six point nine two, thirty six inch vertical, which is amazing at that height. I mean, and weight. Um, 19 on the bench press, over 10 foot on the broad, and then a, a the 20 yard short channel was 4.23. Uh, so, so he, athletically, he was just he's a monster. Player. This is a guy that's gonna go top of your second round of your rookie draft, most likely, right? I mean, if you're a tight end needy team, 
he could creep into the first round for me. But hey, here's, man, OJ. here's why, too. The guy is, he's a hybrid. Right. He's more of a, he's a receiver. I mean, let's just face it. The guy's a receiver, not a tight end, right? He wasn't asked to block much, and it's probably because he was 235 pounds, and he's just not that good at it. And here's why, though. But here's why I'm saying but why. But they, they split him out a ton there. He's basically exactly. a wide receiver. He's going to be Marcus Colston's rookie year. In fantasy football, he's going to be listed as a tight end, but he's most likely going to play more receiver than tight end. But guess what? Who gets more fantasy points? The receivers. This might be a receiver that's big, strong, and fast that you can put in your tight end spot. Yeah, and if he doesn't end up on a team that expects him to be blocking all the time and they use him as he was used in college, he could. he's one of these tight ends that could have instant production. They might not. You might not have to wait that two or three years for a guy to develop if if they you know depending what if on he where goes he lands. To the Giants. I mean, you talk about year one impact. I mean, I mean that's ridiculous to think of. I mean, there's so the, many teams I can name. There. Yeah. What if he goes to the Cardinals? Ooh. But the Cardinals hate using their tight ends, so who knows? Oh, um, word to your mother. Uh, what, what if he goes to the Giants? You just said that, didn't you? I know, but it's that good. <laughs> well, what if he goes to the Giants? Uh, so he had a good combine. Look out for him. Um, another uh, a low uh, guy who I haven't watched any tape on yet, but George Kittle from Iowa, tight end. Yeah, he had a great, he had a really good combine. He Somebody... ran a four five two. He compared, like a lot of the notes I saw is like he beat out or compared very equal to David Nyoku. Athletically? Is that... Athletically. Okay. Hey, George Kittle, tight end, Iowa. Iowa. He was one of the guys that I actually marked down to to start watching some tape on. And I saw some clips and stuff like that. He looked athletic. He was blocking the heck out of some people. You know, coming from Iowa, you are going to know how to block. Yeah, so he's dual threat. He's definitely dual threat. Um, he's not just a pass catcher. I mean, like driving guys to the into the ground, like after the whistle type of, of just aggressive blocker. That'll boost your draft stock. That'll, I mean, that'll get your butt on the field quick, too. Adam Shaheen. A big time Division guy, two, big time big guy, guy from around fast, here, Ashland. Ashland Ohio. He, I mean, six foot six, two seventy eight. He ran a four seven nine, which for that size is just like ridiculous. I mean, all his numbers for being that big are just great. I mean, just over seven point oh nine in the in the three cone, um, thirty two and a half inch. Wait, was this three cone? Uh, Three cone is seven point oh nine. That's pretty good for his size. Yeah, that's really pretty, good. Four point three. That's amazing for his size. Twenty four reps on the bench and over ten foot in the broad. And this is a guy that was a, a former basketball player, so he hasn't been playing football long. I think he played Ashland for for one season only. So. He's a fantastic sleeper. This is that guy, Adam Adam uh, Shaheen. Shaheen, um, big time sleeper. And big time. Sleeper. I mean, he kind of just came out of nowhere, um, and you know, for for me. You know, a week before the combine, I kind of started looking into him a little bit. He put, I was put onto him by, we have an article up on DynastyNerds.com. Check it out by our writer, John, uh, that goes in depth about him. Check it out, DynastyNerds.com. Look it up, Adam Shaheen. We have an article up on him right now. I think it came out over a week ago, but really good uh, in depth on him. Nice sleeper. He's probably going to go in the third round. He's going to get a boost. He could be somebody. That's the thing with these tight ends. That's why, like, I have no blame. Like, if you pass up O.J. Howard for Zay Jones or Nyoku, you right. can get a guy like Bucky Hodges, Evan Ingram, Bucky Shaheen Ho- later. Bucky Hodges at an, at a he tested out better than I thought he would for sure. Four point five seven, thirty nine inch vertical for Bucky Hodges. I mean that's over eleven foot broad jump. I mean he, the guy was 
he put on a show. I said it a month ago, and I'm gonna say it again. Like I, forget, I have Rob Gronkowski in Dynasty League. Right. I need. An, I have Dwayne Allen as well. I need a tight end. Uh, I am taking a tight end with my second round pick. Like sure. One hundred. Like not maybe. I am taking one of these tight ends with the second round pick. And I, from what I, I, I heard that um, New England was sniffing around Bucky Hodges at the combine. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Allen gone again. Yeah. I, I read some reports though that now that they tweet, they traded for Dwayne Allen. Because a lot of people were saying, hey, they're going to get a tight end. Right. They're most likely not going to get a tight end now. I mean, but we'll see. Time will tell, right? Time will tell. They'll, then, you know, if they end up getting a tight end um, and then they traded for Dwayne Allen, that tells you all you need to know about what they think about, you know, Gronkowski's long-term value. True I mean, story. dude's been injured an awful lot, you know? Um, I have one more guy. I don't know how many more guys you have on your list, but I have one more guy. Uh, Aaron Jones, running back from UTEP, ran a four five six at 209 pounds. This is a guy in 2016 had 1,773 yards, for good for 7.7 yards per carry. He had a three-cone drill of 6.82, which was second best behind Christian McCaffrey. And he had a 4.2 short shuttle, which was, was the third fastest, too. Just had an overall really good combine. For a guy that was really productive in 2016, Aaron Jones running back UTEP, now officially on my radar. Uh, Going to watch a little bit more tape on him as well. Again, I, I, the thing with him is when I watch the tape, I know I'm going to see some really good games if his numbers are that good. I'm going to see where he gets profiled in the NFL and where he goes in this draft and what team he goes to. But Aaron Jones, good combine, showed real well. Numbers real well come out of 17. You might want to put a little star next to him to kind of pay attention to where he goes for the later round of your rookie draft. Um, I can't remember if we did mention Joseph Williams or not from we Utah. Did. It's a guy you liked a lot. Yeah, I mean he's he came in and he had a nice little, I mean, nice little workout as well. So yeah, last episode wanted... you mentioned him at the end of the episode something that I didn't have a lot of tape on either, but right. you said, hey, Joe Williams is a guy I like. Um, Five foot eleven, two ten, ran a four point four one. That's um, real good. Yeah, so I mean, you like him a lot, right? I I, I that... like him. Yeah, I think he's got some he's got some nice skills. He'll be a, a later round guy. You can probably pick him up end of third round. end of second. Third round type yeah, of guy. Yeah, he can make it. Joe Williams can make it in the second round. This draft's too deep. Yeah. Okay. You're I mean, right. it depending probably. on landing spot, but I mean, for but that, that goes enough where he said this is a guy that you would like normally like in the second round. Well, boom, you might get this guy yeah. mid third round. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, guys that had some bad combines. Do you have any more good guys? Um, no. That that I mean that just pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. Now more good guys I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, Transformers, GI Joes. Uh. Good guys. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, not the Decepticons, no, not the Cobras. No, Cobra's bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, bad Combines, the Be- Cobras. Bebop, Rocksteady. Ooh, love no, those guys. No good. Rocksteady, Bebop. Uh-huh. Ugh, Ninja Turtles. God bless those kids. Mm-hmm. Now they're just ninja old men. <laughs> uh, bad Combines, Wayne Goldman. Um, okay. Ran a 4-6. Yep. That's no good. I wasn't a big fan to begin with, and yeah, the 4-6 kind of solidified that I... I I didn't, off see, my draft board. I didn't see anything special out of him, and then he runs a 4-6, and yeah. I'm like, okay, that no kind of makes sense. I literally, he's off my draft board. I mean, 4-6 uh, isn't going to eliminate a guy from my draft board, but it does tell me. Four, he's going to go. It's, uh, I'd, rather, I'd, rather guy, I'd rather much rather have, like, Elijah McGuire. P- I'm going PPR guys there. I, I agree. Elijah McGuire put together a nice little, uh, nice little workout. Um, Isaiah Ford, for a guy that weighs 194 pounds his size, Again, I like him. He's like a ball hawk receiver for me. I like Isaiah Ford. I took him. I like him, but he ran a four six one. That was kind of depressing. Um, I haven't dug in enough to eliminate him yet. Um, 
I don't, I'm not eliminating him. I'm saying he had a bad combine. Yeah, that, yeah. I four, still like his four six one. Four six one is definitely disappointing for a guy that's only six foot one, one ninety four. I like him. If I get him in a third round in my rookie draft, I feel really good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I feel like a good value on him. Right, right. Um, Dalvin Cook didn't have the greatest combine. Still no, love him. no, he didn't. No, but his tape is amazing, dude. I, I mean, I'm, I literally that. I'm blown away with like he had a third worst short shuttle, and a third worst three cone. The short shuttle and the three cone were. It's just kind of perplexing to me because he he moves better than that in tape. It's so weird. So I don't I don't know if it was something where he didn't train enough for that, which is kind of a four four nine forty is not anything to cry about. No. I thought it's faster than that though. I did too, and he only had like a thirty point five vertical. So, um, his numbers were just all across the board higher than I thought they'd be. To be honest, I thought, I mean, but, hey, if but it pushes hey, him down in your rookie draft, exactly, God bless. Exactly, you know exactly. I mean? no from complaint. from the tape, uh, he still looks amazing. If I have the third or fourth pick in my rookie draft, everybody I see in my league, that Dalvin Cook man, man not good. Can't not believe as, that three cone was not, not as good as we thought he was, huh? Mm. That Joe uh, Mixon though, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Lights out for him, huh? Yeah, knock him on the grid. Um, I I'm pushing him down as much as I can. Anytime, anytime I see anybody that's in our league that so happens to not listen to this podcast that is not you or looks like you, <laughs> I'm talking down Dalvin Cook. I'm like, yeah, Dalvin Cook's not as good as we thought he was. Ugh. Have you been to my uh, website lately? No? Oh, yeah, I put him down my rankings. Got him about five or six. Dude, see McCaffrey? Tore it up. <laughs> Tore it up. The white guy that could right there. Love Christian McCaffrey. Dalvin Cook? No good. No Poop good. sandwich. Um, and then Kaiser. Terrible combine. Um, I, I, I haven't had a chance to watch his whole thing. But, yeah, from everything I've heard, he was very inconsistent, which makes sense. That's, everything his tape says. Yeah, exactly. That's the exactly. Browns draft him at 12. I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Well. I don't make statements like that. No, because <laughs> it could happen. All you right. never know. But Let's, yeah, he. I mean, he's a guy that obviously has a ton of tools. Looks amazing sometimes. Tons of tools. Looks like looks in the mirror. Looks like total crap other times. So couldn't he's, win he's in college. Just, can't win. He's not accurate, yeah. dude. It's just his mechanics aren't all there. I'm just. I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, how about this? I'm gonna give some stuff away. That Shall sounds we? great. Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, so first thing we're going to give away to a Nerd Herd member currently. Uh, member, to be a Nerd Herd member, all you got to do is one thing. Donate a dollar to the site. It goes to a good site. Good, good cause. It goes exactly. to the website. And it gets you eligible. It gets you, you know, eligible to win free stuff. For a month. That $1 gets you one month. Yeah, so we always ask, hey, if you pay 12 bucks up front, it gives you a full year of eligibility of the Nerd Herd. Uh, so just do it up front. Obviously, there's a button on the site that says you can do recurring a dollar every month. That's even better. Uh, remember, all money that comes in does go back into the website. So help us help you. Exactly. I know it comes off as begging sometimes, but if we don't ask, you won't give. Yeah, that's true. And we got writers to pay and podcast to host and stuff to give away. Um, but if you donate, so right now, here's what you should do 100%. You should donate $3 to the site because it's going to qualify you for the next couple months. And here's why you want to do it. Next month, April 1st, and the month after that, we are giving away MFL 10s. Ooh. And we're not giving away just one. Next month, 12 Nerd Herd members are going to win MFL 10s. That's nice. If you don't know what an MFL 10, 10 is, first let me thank MyFantasyLeague.com. Sure. MyFantasyLeague.com 
If you don't use them to host your Dynasty League, you absolutely should. We host all our Dynasty Leagues on MinusFantasyLeague.com. They are the most suitable site you will ever come across. Totally customizable. You, I mean, any format that you're running right now, it can fit into my into MFLs formatting so i mean you can really just tailor it right to your league yeah you there's not a thing you can possibly think of how you want to make your dynasty league run that they cannot do exactly. it's the number one premier site myfantasyleague.com let them know that we sent you their way um they're so grateful to give us these mfl 10s to give away to give back to you our listeners um so i'm happy to promote them because we use them exactly and again myfantasyleague.com check them out and what they have is MFL 10s. And what MFL 10 is, is there's 12 people. You draft one team, and that's it. You draft them now, and then that's it. At the end of the year, whoever has the most points wins $100. If you come in second, that person gets a $10 entry for the following year. You're missing the most important part. You don't set a lineup. You just draft a team. You don't set a lineup. It automatically plays your highest possible score every week yes so your highest your best quarterback it plays your best quarterback your two best running backs it plays your two best running backs. so it's after the fact is when it basically fills it out yeah so it's some people get confused by that and are like oh my I, I don't know why this guy started this guy it's like nobody started anybody yeah you just draft a team it's a best ball league. it's a best ball league and it just plays itself out they're super fun i honestly join 10 of them a year i'm in true drafts right now because they're they're super easy you just you you just draft your team and you just let it go and you see how it, you see how your team that you fun. put together. I like, and I like to do a couple out. of months yeah. because they're all different. Like right now you draft a team. Like right now last year, Kobe Fleener was going pretty high. Right. Well, that didn't really pan out, did it? Exactly. But sometimes you get, if you are savvy enough, definitely if you're a dynasty player, you get some really good value sure. late in the draft, like right. Kev Dixon's, you know, guys like that. So MFL 10. So next month we're giving away 12 spots. 12 Nerd Herd members. Nice. We normally give away one thing, but next month we're giving away 12 MFL 10s. 10 bucks for 12 people. Nice. And the month after that, guess what? It's going to be so awesome, we're going to do it again. Sweet. So uh, let um, you can tweet them at MyFantasyLeague to say, hey, thanks. We appreciate nice. you hooking up Dynasty Nerds because we love you so much. Um, but now let's get to the winner of our Nerd Herd uh, this week. You do not get an MFL 10. You get a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Sweet. And the winner is, Matt, give me a number. And 66. 66. Let me go through the nerd herd. Crumple, 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 crumple. There's these names here. Number 66 on the list after we get through the monthly generators is Michael Roban. Roban? How do you spell it? R-O-B-A-N. There you go. Um, he was actually a super flex entry, I think. Uh, Michael Roban. Or Roban. Tweet at me at Dynasty Rich or you can email me rich at dynastyners.com and let me know what color and what size shirt you want. And I'm going to ship that to you for free for just being a Nerd Herd member. Nice. So, again, remember, join that Nerd Herd because next month we're giving away MFL 10s. 12. 12 people are going to win. 12 people, man. I got right down here that Mike won because now he's not qualified to win anything for a year. Okay. That does not take you away from the Superflex entry, though. Okay. Um, and remember, if you donate, uh, if you donate $25 to the site, it qualifies you for a chance to be in Matt and I's Superflex League. We're going to start here right after the NFL draft. We'll announce the winners probably right before the NFL draft to kind of get ready for the NFL draft. Sure, give them time to prep and whatnot. Yeah, so probably like two weeks before the NFL draft, so in about 
30 days, so about one month, we're going to announce the Superflex winners. We have decided that since there's enough entries, every single person that donated $25, that's who we're going to choose from. So 10 people that donated $25, we're going to pick from to be in the league with us. Remember, one person's going to win a free spot into the league for the year, and the rest will just have to pay their way in. Yep. So that's the way to do it. In the meantime, if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you get on to DynastyNerds.com every single day. We are pumping our articles out left and right. Tons of rookie content. Tons of scouting reports. Our rookie rankings are up on the site. ADP is now up on the site. You cannot forget that. We have ADP back up. We have rookie ADP up. Make sure you follow at Fantasy Outlaw to get in all our mock drafts. Um, I can't remember Steve's Twitter offhand, but Steve is running our rookie ADP. So make sure you check that out as well. So many things going on at DynastyNerds.com. You should literally get there every single day so you're missing everything that we're putting out. Because remember, it's all free. It's, it's awesome. right, man. So make sure you get the website every single day. You everything else? I think that's it, man. That wraps it up. It's a pretty good show. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, next week, I think we might do tight ends. It depends. We're saving receivers for Mike, so we'll see. It's either going to be tight ends or wide receivers. We'll see. That's called a teaser. Ooh. And we're out. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.